Let's pray. Lord God, Father, heaven bless you once again for another day. Father, I pray right now that uh, you would enter into our presence, that you would send forth the Holy Spirit in our Lord Jesus Christ that will protect us from you lashing out and harming us. Because we are unworthy to even call on your name. You have made that clear in your word. And so I'm praying, Father, that you would have mercy on us right now in this moment. That you would use me, Father, to speak forth your word, which is true. That it would bless the hearts of his listeners. In Jesus' name I ask and pray. Amen. Good morning. Um, I've been reading a lot from the book of James. And this morning what I'd like to do is I'd like to invite you to go over to James chapter 4. James chapter 4 is where I'll be reading. And in this chapter, the author speaks a lot about the central subject, which I believe is submission. Submission to God. Submission to those individuals, those people that God has placed in our lives. To protect us, to guard us, to point the direction in which, to point the direction in the way that we should go. That's what I'm trying to say. In this life, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but we all come in the same way. Basically, that is by birth. Each and every one of us, if you're listening right now, I'm pretty sure I can just about bet that you have a mother. I can just about bet that you have a father. There's no other way to come into this earth but through those two. And I can just about bet that each and every one of us, unless the Lord Jesus tarries, that is, I don't know if you know this or not, and I believe this. I know that many of you probably don't. But Jesus is coming again. God, the Father, plans to send the Son to this earth one more time. And I say one more time, I mean one more time. The last and final day, judgment day. There's a day that is coming that the Lord God is going to bring. And I'm convinced that each and every one of us will be there on that day. Whether you were six feet under or you're alive or in heaven, you will be there at that appointment. It's an appointment that none of us will be exempt from, excluded. We will not be late. There will be no alarm clocks except for the 
trumpet call of God and all will be raised for that day. So, but until that day, we have to wait and we have to live each day with this in mind. And there's a certain way that God has set up from the very beginning on how we should live. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The heavens and the earth testify to God's order. They testify of God's plan for all humanity. There's order. The sun rises and lowers each day because of God. The earth that we live in, from what I understand, according to scientists, it rotates on a particular axis each day. And it's spinning as it's traveling in space and so forth. I haven't seen that. I don't know that for sure. I've never seen it. But that's what I'm, I've been told. And I, I, I think it's plausible. But I do know that all this that is happening is because of this God that has revealed himself that I'm speaking about in three persons. God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? So now, with that in place, let us read. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You want something, but don't get it. You kill and covet, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. Notice that. Why do we fight and quarrel? It's because of our sinful desires within us. Now, I said sinful. No, that doesn't say that in the text. But that's really what the author is presenting here. You see, something happened to God's creation. And it's clear. You see, God, first of all, is a living God. He's an eternal God. And he wants to have a relationship with each and every one of us. In order to have a relationship with each and every one of us, God would have to do something in us to basically um, relate with him in a way that his nature has demonstrated or has um, not demonstrated but has made it clear you know it's evident that God is a spirit <clears throat> he's eternal he has a he, he he listen God doesn't have a time schedule like you and I see we live within a time a frame of time. We have we have a beginning and we have an end, just like I I alluded to earlier. We come into this world, we only have about approximately seventy years on average for most of us, if we have that. And we die. 
Well, God can't relate with a dead person. So he has a problem. He has made that clear. Death signifies a problem. For God and he will not have it that's what this Bible makes it clear he will not have death he will not God is not a God of the dead he's a God of the living and Jesus Christ is our example of what God wants he wants a person like Jesus now, we have to remember that Jesus is God and man. We're not God. But the one thing that Jesus is like us is that he's man. And that he's an eternal man. Even right now, in heaven, Jesus is alive. And he's waiting for the day when the Lord God, our Father, sends him back to judge us on that final day. But again, until then, we have to wait. And while we wait, especially as Christians, we need to be careful how we treat one another. Because listen, believe it or not, God is listening. He's watching us. He's carefully watching over us. I don't know if any of you have ever planted anything. But if you have, like I, I have, like I, like I had at one time, or I did at one time, I should say, like I did. Uh, the first time I planted something, I put it into soil. And um, this particular time, I didn't know anything about farming planning or anything like that. This is the first time I've ever done something like this. And I just remember my teacher telling me, if you put this seed in the ground, it will grow. She didn't tell us when it would grow or how it would grow or anything like that. She said, just do it. And so I did it. I put it in soil and I stood there and I watched And I watched. And I watched. That seed did not grow. I was disappointed. And I thought to myself, something's wrong with my seed. Or either that, my teacher lied to me. Because this seed is not growing. Anyhow, I just watched that whole entire day, practically. And I came back, and it never did grow. So anyways, it following, and this happened over the weekend. And on the weekend, I, I, I asked my mom, I said, the seed is not growing. And, and she said, well, did you put water in it? I said, no, I didn't put water in it. So I put water in it, and it still didn't grow. Well, you know where I'm going with this story. It takes time for things to grow. It takes 
nutrients, nutrients for it to grow. Water, sun, and time. It's the same way with us as Christians. God has planted us in this earth like a seed. And it takes time for us to grow. So I don't want I don't I don't want to I don't want to make this seem like there's something wrong with us that is not beyond God's fixing. Beyond God's ability to redeem, to transform, to change. Because I'm here to tell you, the good news is, is that he can. Even though we have sinful desires and we fight, we quarrel, we kill one another. We harm one another because we don't get what we want when we want it. Just like, I was ready to throw that, I admit, I was ready to throw that plan away. The first, the first day. I thought to myself, this, I got a bad seed. It's worthless. Or either that, like I said, my teacher lied to me. Well, I discovered several days later that seed began to grow. And oh man, I was so happy. I was I was like I can't tell you the joy I felt when I first saw that that seed, that little green shoot, shoot up out the ground. And I was like, you know, I think, I, I think even then I was praising God. I was like, praise God. You know, I don't have a bad seed. I don't want to go to school with a bad seed. A, 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 just, you know, a seed that doesn't work. I, I, I want to believe in my teacher. I want to believe that what she told me to do, it would happen. And it did happen. Well, God is the same way. When we do what God tells him to do, it's like that the first green shoot out of the ground when you plant the seed. It brings him joy. Makes him happy. Listen. When our first parents, Adam and Eve, sinned against God, he could have just destroyed them right then. But he didn't because they were the first seeds. And he, he had a plan for Adam and Eve. And we're part of that plan. We're part of that story. We're part of that unfolding story that seems to never end as we wait for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Are you with me now? And so we need to wait. And as we wait, we need to try to get along with each other. We need to get to a place where we treat one another a certain way that is reflective of God's eternal plan and purpose for each and every one of us. And that is to love him, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, and with all our strength. That is with both body and soul. It is clear that God has created us body and soul, inward person. And he has given us a conscience. He has given us the ability 
to discern between right and wrong. Are you with me? You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. That you may spend what you get on your pleasures instead of God's pleasures. Instead of your neighbor's pleasures. You spend, you fight, you quarrel because of your pleasures. The things that you want. Time to grow up, people of God. Verse 4. You adulterous people. Hmm. Adulterous people. What does that mean? It means that, listen, for those who are in Christ Jesus especially, you are married. Or I should say, you are in a relationship. It's like a marriage to God. And when you do these things, you are committing adultery. You're breaking God's heart. You are having relationships with the enemy, the devil. You are submitting to the authority of the devil. You're submitting to the authority of your sinful desires. Stop it. It's not of God. Be warned. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes the enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says within reason that the spirit he caused to live in us envies intensely? See, each and every one of us, in each and every one of us, God has placed the spirit that hungers and thirsts for eternity. It hungers and thirsts for righteousness. But what happens is many of us, we suppress that, that inward spirit. We, 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 we go to all extents to, we go to, um, not all extents, but we go to, um, how can I say it? We run away from it. And we try to do everything we can to suppress it. That's what I'm trying to say. To suppress it. To pretend like it's not there. To pretend like God doesn't see us. To pretend like God is not there. To pretend like what he has placed in us that thirsts for righteousness, that hungers for eternity, that hungers for God. We try to pretend and do everything we can to block it out. By busying ourselves with these entertainment devices. Entertainment all the time. It's, it's sick. It's a sign of sickness. Gluttony. It's a sign of sick, sickness. Alcoholism. It's a sign of sickness. It's a sign of what this author is saying right here. It's true. Fighting each other, yelling at each other, cursing at each other. Because we can't get what we want immediately, when we want it. It's time to stop it. 
It's time to grow up. Like that green shoot that I talked about earlier that begins from the seed. The seed is planted. It has been planted in each and every one of us. That desire for God. The desire for eternity. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to warn you. If you continue to run away from it, continue to run away from your responsibilities, continue to reject God, you on the day of judgment will be, a, will be like the rest of them. Tossed into hell forever. To be punished forever. And I'm going to tell you something. Hell is a real place. It's, it's a place which God created not for us, for those who believe, but for those like Satan. And trust me, Satan believes in God. See, believing in God, we, I think we all believe in God, if we all would admit it. Even the agnostics and the atheists, they believe in God. It's in them. They can't ignore it. If they're alive, they're breathing, every heartbeat, it says, there's got to be a God. There's got to be a God. There's got to. It's got to be a God. Because if it ain't God, then why am I still beating? Why am I still here? Why is the sun rising and lowering like it is? Why am I, every breath I take, I'm still living? See, they pretend. And I'm going to tell you something. It's a lie. Darwinism, evolution, those are all theories. In an attempt to run away from the responsibilities which rightfully belongs to God. But he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, wail, change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Are you with me? I know somebody's out there with me. It's got to be. I can't be the only one that sees this. I will not stop believing in this God. Because I know he's real. I've tried him. I've been with him for most of my life. Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against his brother or judges him speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and one judge. And there's only one who is able to say, to deliver you from the consequences of your sins. The eternal consequences from the burning fires of hell. His name is Jesus. I'm here to tell you. You, Christian, be careful. Who are you to judge your neighbor? Who are you to judge 
your neighbor? Who are you to put your hands on your neighbor because your neighbor is not doing what you have told him or her to do? Who are you? Who are you to kill your neighbor as if you were God, to take the life of an individual who has been created in the image of God himself? Who are you to curse your neighbor, to speak bad things about your neighbor? Who are you? Remember this. Let us pray. Lord God, Father, heaven bless you once again for another day. Oh, how I love you, Lord God. And I thank you. Thinking about my grandmother now. Bless her soul. But she hears me even right now in heaven. Bless you, Father, for another day. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. Give us time. Give us time to grow. Do not destroy us or kill us in your anger, your wrath. I pray and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.